Welcome, this is Gina V, and this is Stories We Tell in Bars, and I'm here with Jen Lancaster, my brilliant co-host. And we're going to start with a shot, because it's all about stories we tell in bars. The Army certified me to administer piss tests. When Fletch dropped this gem into one of our earliest conversations, my initial reaction was not, oh, I'm a marry him. He and I had been speaking over the course of the week, but this is the first line I can recall from a time back when we were him and me and not yet us. I remember letting out a bark of laughter. That's your home run swing? In November of 1994, he and I were hanging out at the Wabash Yacht Club, a long since extinct Purdue bar. We'd just worked a weekend shift together at the new restaurant where we'd met. A fresh pitcher of Molson ice sat between us, slowly leaching condensation onto the scarred wooden table. I gestured at him with my pint glass. Your best line is telling me about watching guys peeing? I'm supposed to react, how? What's your expectation? So, <laughs> that was an excerpt from Jen's latest memoir, titled Stories I Tell in Bars. And it's fitting for tonight's conversation because we are here to talk about origins, which is how we met and how we knew it was a match. So, uh, Jen just gave a little excerpt as to how she, she met her husband, Fletch, and uh, we're going to talk about how we met. and uh, For our happy hour segment. For our happy hour segment. Well, Gina and I met um, back in 2006 when my first book bitter is the new black came out and that is a story about how i had been it's a story it's a memoir about how i had been an executive and i had lost my high power job and sort of lost everything and rediscovered uh, a newer better life simpler life as a writer but really what this story is more than anything else it's it's a love letter to my husband who Fletch is here with me and he would know this if he'd ever actually read this book honey they can't see you looking at the mic he's waving he's <laughs> and Gina who are you working for then were you working I was for the red reader? eye you were yeah. with the red eye then Gina came to our house to interview us because she thought we seemed like a functional couple and she wanted to she wanted to interview us. Well, let me back up. Okay, so I was writing my column, which was called The Gina Spot. It appeared on in Friday's episode of, of Red Eye, edition of Red Eye, every week. And um, it was about relationships. And I had a day job at the time where I commuted back and forth on the bus, which was like, super glamorous. And I read <laughs> more, probably, because I always had to have something to do that would distract me from the crazies on the bus. From bus people. So... I picked up Bitter, and really it was the cover that drew me in. The cover is really, um, if you haven't seen it, first of all, if you haven't seen it, you need to go get it and read it. Um, it's, it's just a very um, inviting cover. So that's why I grabbed it. But then when I read it, I was thinking, God, this book is so much better than its cover. And <laughs> I found myself laughing out loud on the bus, which drew more attention to me than I wanted. But more importantly, I, I really grew to, to appreciate and, and like and respect the relationship that unfolded within those pages between Jen and Fletch. And I wanted to expose my audience to that. And so I decided to lob an email to Jen on the off chance that she would A, read it and B, respond. And she did both. 
and graciously invited me to her home. Well, I think you thought we were a lot more important than we were. <laughs> and this is how you won us over because you are a pet person mm. and you showed up at our house with treats for the dogs. So you became not only lifelong friends with us, but lifelong friends with the dogs we had then who lived long, happy lives, Maisie and Loki. Aw, and I still miss them both. I love those dogs. And I, I, I'd read about them. I could not not contribute to them because they were so vibrantly portrayed in your book. <laughs> so I felt like I knew them and both of you before I even showed up at your house that day. So bottom line is I showed up at the house. We went into their backyard I, and, and they offered me a cocktail and which I, it was probably, was it bad wine or was it a lot of booze? It was wine. It wasn't, ah. I don't recall it being bad wine. I was just really excited for the company. To be Gina, honest we've you. never served good wine. <laughs> you should know that. But the company's good. And so that's the reason why the wine seems fine because the company was so great. So I basically was there for hours. We got loaded. We got loaded. And Fletch, um, you know, I, I thought, oh, wow, he must like me because he said, you want to see my gun collection? <laughs> so it was part of the house tour. I was like, wow, this is cool. I get to see the gun collection. Oh, yeah. Fletch is the king of opening lines. If you have, um, <laughs> I, I'm certified to make, to do piss tests. Do you want to see my gun collection? Honey, would you say something so people don't think you're just a psychopath? That you exist? He's just staring into my... No. <laughs> and this is part of Fletch's charm. This right here. <laughs> you keep looking at me and waving me off like and shushing me. Well, you're making you we are we are drinking tonight and Fletch, why don't actually you give the toast since um this is stories we tell in bars. So every week we're going to have a toast. I am still doing whole 30, so I am drinking Trader Joe's alkaline water with lemon in it, which is not exciting. Fletch, what are you having? WL well or bourbon? Gina? I am having, um, what am I having? I'm having a red blend from Trader Joe's. Lee? I'm also drinking the Weller, W.L. Weller, Weller, <clears throat> sorry, W.L. Weller, 12-year bourbon with an ice cube. Flesh is not having an ice cube. cube. Flesh is an eat. Lee was with an ice cube. Actually, Lee, why don't you give the toast? Yeah. I only know one, and it's dirty. Well? No, it's too here. dirty for, it's too dirty for radio. It's too dirty for satellite radio? Is too dirty for yeah. Nothing's too dirty for satellite radio. Do you wish? Do you listen to Howard Stern? Mm. Is 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 it going to be all Buster Bluth? Nothing but like a thirty second bleep. Yeah, if you could okay. do a thirty second bleep. <laughs> Lee, why don't you give us the toast? Okay, over the lips and under the guns. No, that's that's, that's not how we're going to do like, it. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't so dirty now that See? I think about it. Right. Once was a man from Nantucket. Anyway. Exactly. Um, I just want to say, hey, let's let's drink to relationships. Let's drink to Jen and Fletch. Let's drink to myself and Gina and how we met. Cheers. 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 And we should take a little break now, shouldn't we? Okay, we will be right back after a word from our sponsor, which is Naturals by Gina B, which is just the best. We'll be right back. I, for one, am tired of being divided. We have individual DNA, multiple countries of origin, and sometimes radically opposing political views. But the one thing we all have in common? We all have skin. And whether your skin tone is dark or light, you deserve healthy, beautiful skin. And that's where Naturals by Gina B comes in. Our products are comprised of ingredients that you can actually pronounce. There are no parabens, no artificial fragrances, yet 
we have rich emollient decadent products that will contribute to beautiful moisturized skin that will last for hours and actually get better over time. So to learn more about us, please visit us at naturalsbygenab.com. Your skin will love you for it. Welcome back. This is Gina B back with stories we tell in bars and we are having our origins podcast tonight where we're talking about how we met and how we knew that we were all meant for each other. And I mean that, (laughs) that sounds really weird. I I mean, (laughs) in purely a friendship way, but but right now, exactly. No, 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 we were not doing that. Um, so let's discuss the players that we have in the room. First of all, um, we have Jen and I, we're the constants, but then we also have our significant others with us. Um, her husband Fletch and my significant other Lee are both here and, um, we're going to explain how we all met and got to know each other. But I want to get back to Jen read a, a great excerpt from her latest memoir stories I tell in bars, but, um, I want to get back to, to the origin of Jen and Fletch and, um, how they knew they were the ones for each other. Now, the important thing about that story with Fletch saying that he was trained to administer piss tests in the army meant that he started college later in life. He, he, was, he was three or four years older than everyone else, which was good for me because I had been hanging around at Purdue, honest to God, this is not an exaggeration, for like 10 years at that time. So I was a 26-year-old undergrad. So already... Cougar Town was not interesting to me. So already my, my dating pool was getting more and more shallow. So when I met someone my own age, that was, number one, that was already interesting. Um, Fletch and I had the same friend group. We knew all of the same people. But for a good two years, he and I had never, we'd never had a conversation. I sort of knew who he was. I think he sort of knew who I was. But we'd never, we'd, we'd never sat down we'd never talked i think i saw you once the year before and i thought you looked kind of pale and nervous <laughs> i was pale and nervous well you were I was pale hung and, over also. you were pale and nervous um so the the first night that we went out we, we fletch and i started working together at this restaurant because we'd both worked for the same people who owned other restaurants so our circles kept intersecting but we'd never we were like a romantic comedy where we would pass each other on opposing trains and we never connected but we finally connected at this restaurant and we were out drinking and we were having pitchers of Molson ice and then Fletch you know laid that opening line on me and again my first thought was not oh I'm gonna be with him in 24 years sitting on Gina B's couch (laughs) doing a podcast that was not where I saw my future but we talked and we liked each other. And then he came back to my apartment and he threw up in my shower. And I thought, well, I need to take care of him. And the next morning we woke up and I made him move heavy things. And it, it we've been together ever since then. But as we started to get to know each other in the beginning of our relationship, we noticed that we had all of these just weird things in common that I'd never had in common with other people before, like a deep and abiding love for the state of New Jersey. Nobody loves New Jersey, but we loved New Jersey because I had lived there as a kid. He had lived there in the army. Um, There was one day we were sitting on the couch and the opening bars to Raising Arizona came on. And this is before everybody realized that the Coen brothers were geniuses. Um, And the, the opening yodel came on, I screamed, 
he screamed and we looked at each other like like we had just discovered we spoke the same language and it was it was really nice and you said that the the first night when i didn't run away when you told me about the piss test you thought well maybe there's something like it might have been a test like it might have been a test and I mm-hmm. passed it. Well, Fletch, okay. I have to I have to interrupt because Fletch has been very silent during this entire thing, and I just want to know, Fletch, what was your what was your first impression of Jen? He said I had a big watch on, and I was still so clueless that I didn't realize he was talking about my tight turtleneck. He's like, "Wow, that's a big watch you've got there," because I was wearing a giant dive watch, oh. and he wasn't looking at my dive watch. Okay, Fletch. No one, no one, no one gets that either. Um, did you guys get that? Was that not clear? Did you guys get that? Somewhat. Big turtle. Anyway, Fletch. Okay. Tell us, Fletch, in your own words. What, what, were, what were the things that attracted you to Jen? I think it was just having esoteric common interest that Raising Arizona came on, and, and, and that excited us both. Um, what else? Mystery Science Theater 3000. This is like a... You know, this is a whole retro tour of the 90s, but all of these things that that I truly loved, Jen seemed to truly love as well. Uh, scotch. Mm-hmm. Jen drank scotch when I met her. Huh. And I thought, that's pretty badass. Yeah, once in a while now, when I'm drinking something with lychee nuts in it, he'll say, you know, I used to date a girl in college who drank scotch, and I'll be like, oh, who was that? And he'll look at me and say, it was you. <laughs> Yeah, when you whip out something with a blender. When I see a blender and fruit and vodka and I think... Sugar. She used to drink Johnny Walker. And that was cool. Now I'm just sad. Sorry. Are you really that sad? No. no, Do you remember when I drank scotch and I would do things like blow my nose on your tie? That, that... I was a handful. Yes. One night I told her that she might have had too much to drink. And I was, we had to wear the, uh, the restaurant where we worked, we had to wear, everyone had to wear a tie. And so, of course, Because it know. went so nicely with the paper placemats. It was, it was a special kind of Indiana fancy. It was. It was, uh, it was somewhere between family restaurant and, you know, family pork-based um, menu. Very, very brightly lit. People love uh, that. But... Everyone had to wear a white shirt. It was very, like, everyone looked very, all of the employees looked very French bistro. White shirt, mm-hmm. tie, long apron. Um, and, and that was, that little piece of ambiance was lost on the entire uh, population of the restaurant. But, but you had this very nice, like, flannel blue tie with sunflowers on it. And then you mentioned that I might have had too much to drink. Was that the night that I fell underneath your car? No. Okay. That's a different story. So these weren't, this wasn't (laughs) one. Fun times. This wasn't one night of that where everything went to hell. Thank God. These were just several nights where one little tiny thing went went sideways where was that the night you had to pick me up at the pub because Paige and I were drunk in the parking lot and lying in spaces. No. Nope. I think I need this memoir. I think I do. <laughs> but that was the same night where you went in and said, see that waitress? She... I'm not going anywhere. Oh, the waitress that you used to date, except I didn't, those were not the words that I was shouting. What were you shouting? When I got a call from my roommate 
<laughs> who was the manager at the pub, which is the restaurant where I used to work at, and Jen was there on an afternoon, day drunk. <laughs> Not Jen. Yelling, that waitress used to date my boyfriend. I didn't use the word date. And it was before I met him, so it wasn't like she was doing anything wrong. So I got a call from my, my former roommate, so former manager, now. saying... You need to come and collect up your girlfriend because she's down here shouting obscenities and really embarrassing herself. And it really made the, that other waitress terribly uncomfortable. The one that used to... Let's hope she's not a fan and listening. I can't imagine she would Let's be a fan. Let's hope she is. I hope she is a fan. I, I can't imagine. She, she used to date my boyfriend. Okay, or Oh, I stole... Else. I remember that night I stole steak knives and then I would keep them in my coat for the any time I would walk home from the bars, I would be protected. This is the second podcast in which I've mentioned I carry knives. That's well, yeah. I think we get the point. Now. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> that's the Sicilian. Anyway, so my point is, he had this tie on, and he tried to tell me that I had too much to drink. So I took this very soft sunflower tie and I blew my nose on it. And after staring at it for a long <laughs> time, just kind of fixated and staring and swaying i can't really it's hard to describe verbally but just looking at it like really really drilling down into the detail like because it was a very detailed print and then grabbing it surprisingly fast for like as drunk as she was just whoosh, and then oh my god <laughs> and that was my so favorite gross. tie not anymore. Did you throw it away after that? No, it's. I think it was in our storage unit for 15 years. With like still the. I doubt you cleaned it. Half open bottles of hot sauce. Was that before? Broken Nordic track. Oh, we spent. We we fi- we did figure that out. This is an aside, but we kept this stupid storage unit in Lincoln Park. No, this Park. is a tangent. This is a tangent, but we kept the stupid storage unit in Lincoln Park. <laughs> And over the years, all the years we lived there, we ended up spending like $11,000 on this storage unit for half full bottles of, of hot sauce and a broken Nordic track. So just oh, wow. whizzes when at f- financial management. When I finally got whizzes. around to cleaning it out, like someday I'm going to go, someday I'm going to clean out that storage unit. Wait, so did you clean the tie or did you go all Monica Lewinsky? It's probably... Um, it's probably in our house now. But is it being preserved as cleaned evidence? Or I'm pretty sure I know where DNA it is. DNA on it. Oh, I don't knows. remember. Who, I don't know. We I didn't. Know. We didn't know about DNA in the '90s. So. Okay. Here's the thing. Fletch knew that I we was. We just knew a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Fletch knew that I was the one for him, but he also understood me well enough to know that you can't tell me what to do because if you tell me what to do that's the one thing that's going to keep me from ever 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 doing it in my entire life instead he understood that he had to jedi me so fletch when we met i was messy i was slow i was dirty i was i was a you didn't mind the big drunk part, and we do have to tell him about the time I slid under your car. But I was all of these things, and now I am none of these things because he somehow Jedi mind tricked me into doing the things that would improve both our lives, like knowing where my keys are all the time, keeping things tidy all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> the drunk chick whisperer. You really are. The drunk chick whisperer. That's yeah. hilarious. 
Yeah, you can't say that. He's a gem whisperer. So from your from your experience doing a relationship column, what have we been doing right? Oh, you've been doing so much right. I mean, just just with with bitter, what I saw and what drew me to you to begin with was that you seem to be really a good team and that you seem to be all in it together, which is half the battle for so many couples. I think so many couples are stagnant couples because they're, they're not committed to partnership and moving forward. So that's one. Um, it seems like you guys go along with each other's crazy ideas, which I think is another <laughs> thing um, that, that makes life interesting. Like in Bitter, if you read Bitter, which I encourage you to if you've never, um, the, the whole way they decided to get married, um, the way you guys decided to get married was, was interesting. I wanted to get Claritin, and I thought we'd get cl- cash and prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was he was actually in the bathroom when I decided <laughs> we're getting married, and I had to wait for him to get out of the bathroom before I told him, "Hey, listen, we're getting married." And I had to, I mean, he had to approve it. And you seemed approve to, it. And you you were fine with it. I, mean, I had to sign off. You on were it. fine with it. You were you were fine with it. Like it worked. Yeah. Well, it sounded like a good plan because we had, we had lived together for. Ten years? I don't even remember. Eight, I don't know. We were together for about eight time. years before. It was a long time, and during that time, I had a series of dead-end jobs, as liberal arts majors are, you know, t- typical of a liberal arts major, stay in school, kids. Um, <laughs> and so we could never really afford the whole, you know, the whole pomp and circumstance no, that went we with were assholes and we wanted a big deal right. i mean that, that that that's on us we could have just gotten married at the justice of the peace and been done with it but we were jerks and i wanted i wanted my my princess die ceremony you can't be 13 years old and wake up at four in the morning and watch all that and not think i want a piece of that i mean it didn't end well for her no really you know didn't. it really didn't no, but didn't. but we're still talking about her 30 years you know what i mean how long it's true been? so it, know, it's true i guess posthumously but i don't know that Jetting off to Vegas was exactly what Princess Di had. I mean, I didn't watch the Princess Di wedding. It it wasn't really it. Right. It didn't happen in Las Vegas. She didn't get married in a casino. And even if it had, and the they it would w- have stayed there. It would have stayed there, and they would not have been concurrently hosting the Adult Video Awards in her hotel. She would have checked that shit first. Well, it, there was a lot, a lot of to be said here. for that. Yeah. Who knew? Anyway, but then so, again, but you know, Princess Diana married Prince Charles. Just so I forget that everyone talks about her wedding, but I'm like, but look at the groom. Sure, sure. I mean, he's a prince, but no. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Anyway. Well, why don't we <clears throat> take a break here um, for a quick word from our sponsor, and we will come back in a minute. So, you still here? Haven't visited us yet, right? Okay, well you have time and I'm going to provide you with an incentive. If you want healthy, beautiful skin, just visit us at naturalsbygenab.com and use the promo code STORIES for 15% off of your first order. Once again, your skin will love you for it. See you there. This is Jen Lancaster, and this is Stories We Would Tell in Bars. I am here with my co-host, Gina B., and our special guests, 
Fletch and her, what do we call you? Partner, boyfriend, like what is the term when you've been with someone forever? Boyfriend just sounds like you send each other notes. Uh, you know, I still call my boyfriend now. That's a good question. Yeah, because partner sounds like we're a gay couple. Right. right. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if I was allowed to say that because oh, I no. don't know what I'm allowed we're to gonna say. We're going to say whatever well, the I fuck mean, we want I'm, on this podcast. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, you know. No, there was a woman the that I used gay. to work with who kept saying partner all these all those years. And, and, I, and then a man showed up and I was like, oh. That's where it gets confusing. But we are back and we are going to talk about your origin stories now. Okay. So I, I know the two most important words about how you two got together, which are ninja assassin. All right. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, that actually came a little later. But all right. You want to start? No, you can start. Okay, I'll start. So let's go back, shall we, to 2009 when a restaurant bar called Quattro was open in Chicago, um, here in the South Loop. And oddly, both of us, both Lee and I individually, really loved Quattro. It was it had great food and they would have parties and, and so we would great go, music. great music. Um, and it had been open for a while. And so on the fourth anniversary of Quattro's opening, there was going to be a big party. And it was like a Tuesday night. It was October 1st, 2009. And I wasn't going to go to this party. I kind of, I was toiling over it. Because uh, of the fucking drummer. <sighs> My ex was going to be there. <laughs> I didn't really feel like dealing with that. And, um, you know, I just didn't really feel like it. But then I was, you know, I always, I travel solo all the time. So I made a game time decision. My friend Christina actually encouraged me to just go and hang out, even though she didn't want to come with me. And... I went to the, the party and the band that my ex was in was playing in the front of the bar. So I decided to go to the back bar to hang out. And that's where I ran into my friend Brian, who introduced me to the people that he was in company with. And one of them was Lee and the other one was their friend Yvette, who was bartending. And so... That's what you should call it, by the way. You're in company with him. Yes, in company. In company. I'm in company with you, honey. Okay, is that uh, what we're calling it now? That's what we're calling it. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's that's how I, I met Lee. And so he he swept you off his your, yeah your he feet, swept me he off my feet drink. by not buying me a drink. So, <laughs> Lee at the time was representing um, a, a a liquor. At that point, he had a liquor distributorship and doesn't have any more thank god but like at the time he did and you know he observed that i was drinking vodka okay so any man who's very interested in a woman right they observe what they're drinking and, and they say here let me get you a drink right is that how that usually that's how that goes right I, this hasn't happened since i've been like 22 i have no idea how okay. it works all right i well, don't know that's that's well, that's what that's supposed to happen 30 seconds it wasn't 30 seconds i'd been there for like an friend. hour like whatever that's not so, how i how i've heard it Oh, <laughs> anyway, so he makes a suggestion as to what drink I should, should sample and then doesn't even like offer to pay for it. And I was like, okay. Well, like I said, I didn't know you yet. So what was well, she drinking? Well, you knew me well enough to We hadn't even had drink. a conversation yet. <laughs> yeah, well, according to you, we had a conversation all night. Now we Well, now that we came had later, but this is right when we got introduced. You were at the bar getting a drink. Yeah, so see, within the first 30 seconds to one minute. The first, I was already have I had a cocktail already. Up front? No, the in the back. Bar. I never had a cocktail at the front bar. I only had a cocktail at the back bar. No, your first so came, cocktail was honey, the cocktail no, that I recommended that to you not because accurate. you just walked because up. Because you did not know I was a vodka drinker. <laughs> and so the only way you knew I was a vodka I drinker a vodka is because I'd ordered a vodka cocktail. 
No, you were asking for a vodka cocktail. Right, and I, said, I was asking. You should get. I said this the vodka. next one. I this will have. This is great radio. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I said the next one. I will get the cocktail because I was already drinking right. my cocktail of choice. You're like the next time that you have a drink, get this one. Something. That's not quite Surely how he I must be financing that. this cocktail. <laughs> it's not quite how I remember that. I guess not because you you have revisionist history. So. That said, so um, that's your pee. Yeah, that was your your. Hey, you you want to see men pee in cups? That was your that same was thing as much. Exactly. That I never offered to <laughs> to pee in a cup to bring you to work. That <laughs> I was I was bragging about my military training, um, but <laughs> it wasn't a proposition. No, because no, that would not be at all. really but, weird. Go on. I want to know what what you were drinking originally. Okay, so originally I was drinking a vodka tonic. And so he suggested that I, that I order something called a great blow pop or something, which in and of itself was a little weird. But it, it involved one of the vodkas that he was representing at the time. Right. And, and it was actually a drink that Yvette came up with. Uh, that okay. sounds like something I would like. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was actually, actually tasty. It was actually very good. I just pay for it is my point. So, <laughs> so, so we actually, this is the thing, know. right? Had we already been com- become friends or had been in a conversation, well, okay. or been in I company. wasn't even paying for my drinks. Right. Okay. Had you been in company previously, right. okay. you could have right. you could have so offered a free drink. I could have gotten her a drink with, at no cost to myself, but it or anyone, or anyone, right? Except for, <laughs> except the, for the bar and and Matt, who owned it, who was and my they subsequently went out of business. The distiller, <laughs> no, but Matt wouldn't have minded. Because but who we were knew mushroom infused vodka wouldn't take off? Exactly. It was mushroom infused? No. No, no oh. it wasn't. Go on. <laughs> anyway, so we just talked, you know, all of us the rest of the night. No, actually, Gina and I spoke together in a corner for the rest of the it night. It wasn't a corner. We were at the bar. We at the, in the corner of the bar. Because everybody else left. Okay. In the corner is different at the corner work. of the bar. Okay. But at the corner of the bar, you and I had a, our own private conversation. Yeah, but people were filtering in and out. For the rest of the night. And then left... And went to another spot, across just the, the two of us. Across the street. And it was a club that we both knew the owner very well of that club. So we went over right. to the shrine. This place called the shrine. At which point they were in company. And we were both in company. We were in company. We were in company with one another at that point. Right? She, she might beg to differ, but. Well, okay. But that's so when you started you, dating. The next one, no, we did not start dating then because. No, that's I when not, Lee started dating what, you. I don't well, think no, Lee started dating no, me then either. But actually, so I, I did offer to buy her a drink when we went to the next spot. Because we had had a great conversation. We went over there. We started dancing. And I was like, hey, what are you drinking? I'll get you a drink. And she was like, no. I was like, fuck it. You didn't buy my first drink. I'll pay for my own drink. I'll pay for the rest of them. (laughs) And I was just like, really? Okay. And was that intriguing to you? That she didn't want you to buy her a drink? No, actually, no. Because (laughs) quite relieving. at this point, I offered to buy her a drink. So it was a a little tiny bit insulting. Oh, okay. whatever. Okay. Hmm. So he wasn't so insulted, obviously. So we exchange information that night. We exchange cards. But then I don't hear from him. It's like you had an accident. Yeah, we exchange insurance. Um, so, right, we exchange right. insurance. And she didn't hear from me because she didn't let we me We exchange no bodily fluids, but we exchange insurance cards. Um, that came but, later. Yeah, significantly <laughs> later. Okay, so anyway, so a week passes, and it's Tuesday night, the following Tuesday. And I really... Honestly, I have a lot of platonic male friends, and Lee seemed like a very nice person. So I was thinking, oh, he could be, you know, um, someone fun. And I work from home, and I was working from home at the time, and I get very stir-crazy in here. 
when I've been working and so I wanted something to do on a Tuesday night and I was like, who will know what to do? And then I looked at my Facebook chat to see who's online. I was like, a DJ will know what's going on on a Tuesday night. So I, I am, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Um, Cause we had friended each other on Facebook. And I said, do you have, what's going on on a Tuesday night? And now this culminated in our first date. This was not a date. I did not, okay. Anyway. But go ahead. So we each paid. Okay. Because she wouldn't so let me pay for her it was not this a date. time. Okay. But I, I okay. offered, though. Okay. You didn't. Okay. So, anyway, he said, well, I don't know if anything's really going on, like no parties, but I'm planning on going to Quattro. Who has parties on Tuesday night? Who are you people? Some people. I like to party during the week. There's, there's actually an act, the very city active people. nightlife in the city. Yeah, not in Lake Forest. No. During the week. <laughs> well, no. You move no, to Lake Forest to escape all. nightlife. Right. Lake yeah. Forest is where yeah. nightlife goes to die. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, but we go, I go all the time on the, on the weekdays yeah. and like so tomorrow night, like tomorrow night we'll be out. So, <laughs> which is a Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, right. Yeah. Think about that. So, um, you know, I didn't know what to do. And so we said, well, I'm going to go have a drink at Quattro. Do you want to go? I was like, oh, all right, I'll meet it. Cause it's not that far. It was. So I met him for a drink and we, you know, kind of hung out for a little bit. Um, we each bought our own cocktails. I was Although listening. I continuously offered to buy her cocktails when did and she, she would not let me. finally let you pay for something? When did New I? New York. No, that is not. Did I? Did I let you pay for Oh, I yeah, that's that. right. I did, I did let you New pay York, for something in New York because so. you insisted on paying for all four of us in New York. Yes, and okay. I did. Because I felt like since you wouldn't let me pay for anything up to that point, I was like, I'll pay for the whole party. Oh, there's so much irony in this. So, <laughs> there is. So, we hung out and then we didn't see each other again for a while after that even until and karaoke we talked on the phone and then yeah i was hanging out with some of my second city friends and um you know i i told him he asked what i was doing this one this is like two weeks later and i said no i'm going to karaoke well, with my second well, city let's, friends let's go back so from the time we met to this point that she's about to talk to we spoke on the phone every day multiple times a day that's a boyfriend that's <laughs> a boyfriend see, but but i have that's friends that i do this okay. with don't well, i i don't believe I? that in yeah. company. A gentleman in company is what that should be called. Well, but I have friends that I do that with. That's why I didn't, like my friend Chris and I talk on the phone multiple times a day. Yeah, those are different kind of conversations. I don't mm. think I've talked not to you really. on the phone ever. I've known you 10 years. I you had to not. put your information in my phone saying answer the phone, That's because bitch. you hate the phone. Well, I do. Yeah, you hate it. <laughs> hate, <laughs> loathe. You, are, you loathe the phone. So, I don't know a lot talk on the phone. So, we talked on the phone, but, but then I said I was going to to karaoke with my second city friends. And so he um, came by. That's how you knew he was in love because if he came to karaoke <laughs> with your second city friends, I would run oh, away from that. He loves exactly. karaoke. No, so, you have to wrestle the mic from his cold dead hands. So just he imagine all these <laughs> comedians, people who are like professional hecklers, people who are professional joke tellers, right? You so, did not sing. Huh? You did not sing. That's why I did not sing that night. Oh my god, I can't. Because Christina that what alone. It takes not to get you Christina to sing. alone. <laughs> her friend Christina, who is like a, a now pretty well-known actor, Christina's comic. Awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Was there she's now Tom night. Hanks. And, <laughs> <laughs> not yes, quite. Not, not yet. She won't but be, though. You do not want Cuter. Christina heckling you. You just don't. Well, Christina, I don't want anyone heckling me ever. So it, yeah. it's, Well, Christina already kind of heckled him. So yeah, she, already she heckled him a little bit that night because when, when he arrived that night, I said, oh, one of my friends is coming to meet us. Because at that point, he was just a friend. I said, oh, he's a friend of mine. 
Um, you know, he's, he'll hang out with us, whatever. And so then after we left there, we went over to Wicker Park to get something to eat at Flash Taco. Because we apparently wanted dysentery. Right. <laughs> so Flash Taco is not going to be a sponsor of the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, actually, it was really good though. It was actually it was really good that day. I'm kidding. But the next but, um, morning, yeah. sponsored by Flush Taco. <laughs> <laughs> right. It flushes a on through. Yeah. Going on. yeah, exactly. So, a whole but, lot of flushing. But Lee was on. driving his van right that night. He was driving his work van. So the this, van. This is the, the van, van. But With... I had taken the branding off of the van. So Thank now the Lord. it's a. Now it's, just a, now it's just a rape van. <laughs> which, which is exactly what Christina asked. Which is what um, She's friends. like, um, who's doing the rape van? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> You're not getting in that van, boo, no. So it was like... <laughs> so that was Christina's heckling. It was very cute. But I, I did not get so in the van. About, so tell them so about the ninja set. Where they were doing oh, the, oh, this, this where they were doing the karaoke... The where they were doing the karaoke was all the way on the other side of town, right? So at the time I was living on the west side, this was Ooh, way north. on the north side. The west side. Off the lake, right? And so the reason, my reason for showing up there was because I told her that I had a meeting in that area. So you started off lying to me. I <laughs> said <laughs> so I had a meeting over. And she was like, oh, I'm going to be over there. And I was like, oh, I got a meeting in that area. Of course I lied. <laughs> so he lied so easily. I drove all the way over there. He didn't tell me this until years later. I didn't know he lied until years later. It was a romantic lie. So that is exactly. a romantic lie. He lied to her about being in the area and drove his rape van up to meet her. Exactly. <laughs> What's wrong Which with is that? Super romantic. So that I was, so. but that was before. And then, and then a week later, he came over. Now here's how. Here's how I was not really thinking about it. So I had made this soup, right? I made some roasted tomato soup. I don't know the soup card of the story. This is yes, way you do, better because than Ninja's Hassett. We had, remember we this had um, we had brunch one day and, and we were like talking about the roasted tomato soup recipe, recipe which I was going to bastardize. Oh, is that they, when I ate all the tomato skins and had a lot of trouble? Yeah, that's when. Yeah. So I, I bastardized Brought it. Brought to you anyway. by Flush Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by and, and Flush Peptate. Um, so, <laughs> so I was gonna, I had like five pounds of tomatoes or something and I was casually on the phone with him. I said, I got five pounds of tomatoes. I need to make this soup. I'm going to do it today. And so then he's like, oh, well maybe I'll come over and, and have some soup. I was like, all right, <laughs> come over and have some soup. So he came over. He, so you no. made yourself a soup date. <laughs> exactly. And he, he invited himself over like really kind of last minute. Like, well, yeah. There, because there were a couple things, right? Because now I'm, I'm very interested, right? Like, I, I don't I think like, he was at all. I like her a lot. And so now I want to see how she's living. I didn't think I was his type. And I want to see how she's living in real time. So I invite myself over so that I can see what's actually going on <laughs> without her having any time to prepare. That's really good advice. And she got soup. <laughs> And, and I found and out... a clean bathroom. Well, I found out she had a clean bathroom. <laughs> her house was clean. And she made an amazing tomato soup. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> and I had an electric blanket. Oh, my, well, that, that That's the later. reason why he really didn't leave. Okay, so you know, we were sitting down here. It's like, it's so cold downstairs. I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
Um, so we wanted. Yeah, we did. We did kind of. We did not like, call. I gave you your budget. You know what? Though we no, did kind of get a little close, not. though. No, we didn't. I sat there. You sat here. No, but then we, we sat. No, but then when we watched the movie, we sat on the same couch. Yeah, which is like going this. on. So. <laughs> so no, because her her dad acted in quite a few movies, and so we watched the one that I'm he like, started. Well, we might as well watch something. And like she was like, oh. I thought we watched my movie, the one that. Oh I no, no, you're right. We, we watched, did. We watched. We watched a movie that Gina produced. Um, which was which my dad was in anyway. Her dad was in that movie too. Yeah, Godfather. There is not really yeah. a sexier date than watching a movie your father's in. Yeah, that that I produce, right? So it's like it was it was not. Yeah, and this is one. Like he was just watching you the well, whole. But Gina, Gina doesn't consider that soup a date. It wasn't really a date. Well, here's where the yeah, was that, city was that thing a plays in again. Exactly. What? Was it a Seagal movie that you directed? It was not a Seagal movie. It was um, no. the Martin Scorsese Godfather's and Son. I think you guys. Her dad was in a Seagal movie. In a couple Seagal movies. He was. He was in a blah blah blah. Oh, a lot of them. But, so, the funny thing was, so a couple nights later, um, I <laughs> went to have dinner with my same Second City friends, and, you know, everyone's going around the table talking about what's going on, and this one guy was talking about some woman, and this, my friend Christina always has something funny going on with her love life, and so I said, well, my friend Lee came over for soup. And so that became the joke like, of the entire that's night. That's what you're calling it now? Soup? Yeah, they're calling it soup now? Oh, that's what you do now. So you now I'm the soup. soup guy. So now he's the soup guy. So he's been the soup guy. Well, actually, you've evolved past the soup guy. But so that so Thanks then God. I went to Jamaica. It took a long time to live that down. It did. But um, we went to Jamaica. I, no, not we. I went to Jamaica a couple weeks later, like a week later, for um, a wedding. And some of my friends were getting married. And um, the thing that kind of where I kind of figured out that, oh, he might like me a little bit, is when I had to leave for my flight, I was trying to figure out how I was going to get to the airport because Uber didn't exist at the time. I'm like, do I call a limo? Do I, you know, and so I was worried about making my flight because it was early as shit. And so he actually called me early as hell to make sure that uh, I was catching my flight. And if you know him at all, you'll know that Lee Farmer does not like to wake up before like 11. And so, oh, I have brunch with you. I, I am well aware of your sleeping schedule. Yeah, he's got it. He gets it in. He puts the Lee in sleep, right? <laughs> so he probably just come in from a club, though. And so then I got back from Jamaica, and the next night there was a concert that I wanted to go to, and, and he was I, – I went by myself, and then I ran into him. And he's like, oh, did you just get back from Jamaica? And I said, oh, I got back yesterday. And he was like, oh. Like, you could tell he was really disappointed that I hadn't called him when I, when I got in. Because so, I kind of was. Yeah, were you disappointed, honey? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my bad. So tell people about the ninja assassin. Okay, That's so my favorite. That's, fast forward. Because you're not the soup guy to me. You're the ninja assassin right, guy to right, me. So exactly. fast forward. All right. Now a month later, it's Thanksgiving. And now we've been hanging out more. And so it's 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 like... Well, we, I think New York was a turning point. So we got to talk a little bit about New York. New York was a week before ninja assassin. So I almost, I almost lost her to Eddie Murphy <laughs> in New York. How does that happen? Oh. So, we we both found out that we're going to be in New York at the same time, right? I was there for business. You didn't lie about that, did you? No, I was actually there for business. <laughs> okay. Did you drive the van? No, I didn't. Okay. I flew there. <laughs> but okay. I was actually in New York for business, and Gina was there visiting her friend Lori. Yeah, I was there to sign a contract for some business. I was there to visit Lori, and it was my friend Mark's birthday. Oh, that's right. It was Mark's birthday, too. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, I was just like, this is a perfect opportunity because... I've been going to New York for years. I have friends that own restaurants. I'm like, I can like really impress her here. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I invited her to come hang out with me in New York. Well, here's the and okay. then Eddie Murphy showed. Well, no, here's the problem. The problem was it was cold. It was like late. It was like mid-November. It was cold. It was rainy. 
and I had just gotten in. My friend Lori, who I was staying with at the time, wasn't even home. She was out. So I had the place to myself. I was sitting on the couch where it was warm. I was playing with her cat, and... Boomerang came on. I love Boomerang! Exactly. So... (laughs) No, I thought that you actually almost lost her to Eddie Murphy because Gina knows everyone, so if you had almost lost her to Eddie Murphy, that would not have surprised me. That wouldn't get with Eddie Murphy. But yeah. No, but to the Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely, 100%. So I was like, come on. my favorite movie. I was like, meet me out. Let's go to dinner. Let's go hang out. And she was like, my favorite movie just came on. I was in the phone with, well, it was cold. I was in the, I was not feeling that well either. I remember I was really sick Yeah. and I could barely even talk. Mm -hmm. And I was on the phone with Dell customer support. Boomerang's coming on. I don't really have a voice. It's cold. It's raining. And he's like, oh, come on. Just come all the way to the hell downtown. And I'm on the Upper West Side to meet me. My, my, my saving grace was another friend of mine named Gina, who happens to be a friend of Gina's. And she was in New York. And so I was hanging out with her and I was like, but Gina's here too. And she was just like, are you serious? I haven't seen her in so long. And I was like, see, you can come out and hang out with the both of us. <laughs> and I was like, damn Gina, right. Damn Gina. <laughs> damn Gina. So I get off the couch and I take the train all the way down. I don't have a voice. And then we end up having a fun night. But it was like, that was, it was, it was kind of a date, but there were four of us there. Because it was Gina. Well, because, yeah, because then I had Gina call. And her friend. No, that she was with that guy. Well, no, she wasn't at first. But, but he was coming to meet her. Well, no, he wasn't at first. I was like, So this is yet this another thing you orchestrated. <laughs> More another lie. lie. No, it wasn't a lie. It wasn't a lie. She was, we were, me and it Gina wasn't went. The truth. We, we went to this, we went to this, we went to this really, like, crazy art installation. It was, I don't even want to talk about it. It, it, it was disturbing. It was kind of disturbing. Oglethorpe. No. You no. mean Maplethorpe? I don't know what it was. Maplethorpe's not disturbing. It's just kind of boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this was disturbing. But anyway, Gina's into like disturbing stuff. So was, the other Gina. The other Gina. So she took me there, and I was like kind of disturbed after that. But So I really needed to see somebody that I wanted to see. So, um, and I was like, she was like talking about some guy. I was like, well, why don't you invite him out? And then all of us hang out. And so she did. And then that's how that happened. So we ended up going out, having dinner. We ended up seeing my friend's comedy show. Remember we saw Tracy's comedy Tracy show. Tracy Tedesco, who was an amazingly funny comic, right? So we ended up going to her comedy show too. Right. That was so. when she was doing her cougar comedian thing. And then um, we went to go meet Lori. So we had like a whirlwind evening that was completely unplanned in New York. And um, and then you came back to Chicago. So we came back to Chicago. And after we had Thanksgiving together. Yes, which was a week went- later. You I went out and saw Ninja Assassin. Yes, this is what and Jen has been dying to came onto to our radar. This, okay, yes. This is what Jen has been dying to talk about. So, that was Thanksgiving. Now, we Ninja always Assassin. have, Jen and Fletch are the family that I've chosen. So, every Thanksgiving we spend together, and this was our first Thanksgiving together, wasn't it? At your house in Logan Square. I don't know Square. if it was our first It was our second. second. It was our second Thanksgiving. My dad was there too. Because we ate before 10. We did. That means it was our second. Okay. <laughs> and I brought the macaroni. I didn't cook at your house. I brought the macaroni right. and cheese, which spilled on the floor mat on the way there, which is also part of the story. On the way to your house, and you know this as I was bitching about it as I walked in because half the macaroni and cheese that I'd made spilled on the floor of my car and I was on the phone with Lee on the way there and Lee wasn't doing anything for Thanksgiving which I felt bad about and I was like oh really he's like no I'm just kind of here I'm like okay 
so do you want to do something afterward? Because I felt bad that he was all by himself on Thanksgiving. He goes, well, we can go see a movie if you have time. And I was like, okay, well, just pick it. And when I'm done with Thanksgiving dinner, we'll hang out, you know, because I felt bad that he was all by himself. So in the meantime, we have our dinner, and I'm complaining that I have macaroni and cheese and my floor mats of the car. And I go and I meet Lee, and I'm trusting that he picks a movie, which I have never trusted ever since this no. moment. Because when I arrived, we saw an 11 o'clock show on Thanksgiving night. And I was like, what are we going to see? And it he goes, premiere. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> help us all. It was Ninja Assassin. It's a cult classic now. Yeah, but it wasn't It was then. awful. Cult. Yes. Awful. Key word here, cult. <laughs> it's a cult right. classic now. Like, I wanted to drink some Kool-Aid during the movie. I think that this is a Mm. good spot to take a break and we will come back with the last call and we will offer up our relationship advice on on how to be this kind of happy and in company. This kind of happy. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to MPR. It's not MPR. My Public Radio from Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Stories I Would Tell in Bars, sponsored by bourbon. <laughs> Just general bourbon. <laughs> this is what happens. And bad decisions. See, this is what happens, people, bourbon and bad decisions. when you do podcasts with cocktails. See, this is, this is just what we do. So this segment, this last call, we are all here again to discuss relationship advice. How to conduct. Don't give it. (laughs) (laughs) And don't don't take take it. it, Right. (laughs) And be careful whose advice you take. That said. All right, Jen and Fletch, what do you guys have? What's the relationship? I I think uh, I have a couple. Like my big serious piece of advice is don't complain about your significant other. About Don't say anything against them that you wouldn't say to them. Fletch makes me crazy. He knows this. Because I tell him. So then I'm allowed to tell other people, but I don't ever talk against you. No one knows any of the nonsense that you pull outside of you. You know what I'm saying? No. I, <laughs> I don't ever say anything bad about you, so I'm not ever trying to get my friends on my team to, to side with me. So then when I forgive you, even though you really don't do that much, um, so then when I forgive you, then then there's weirdness. It, 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 when you talk, I think, against your spouse or whomever you're in company with, in company. it starts to build a wedge between you and that person. You're letting somebody else in that relationship. I think that that is a terrible idea. And you don't talk to anybody, so... So why do we have that box of Team Jen and the box of Team Fletch t-shirts in the basement? (laughs) Pause for awkward silence. Right. (laughs) There should never be silence on radio. No, I was trying to think of a good retort to that, and and there's just nothing. You got nothing. So what was that all about? You You didn't know I knew about those. They don't really exist. Mm. Have you seen them? Yeah, that's what she would like you to think. No, but... That's a good merch idea. It is a good merch idea. Okay, what do you Ooh, guys... Ooh, merch. Okay, what do you guys say your best piece of advice is? What's my oh. turn? Oh, it's no, uh, oh, you're going to give advice too? Okay, okay. okay. What do you have to say? What do you say? It's not so much advice, but it was 
the last segment with Lee's story about being alone on Thanksgiving evening, on the first Thanksgiving that you guys met. Mm-hmm. You remember the first Thanksgiving after we That's met? That's right, when we got together. Right, and what was I? What was I? You, you were drinking bourbon and watching Mystery Science Theater 3000, and when I got back from my parents' house, I brought you a plate. The Turkey Day Marathon. The Turkey Day Marathon. And I was by myself with a bottle of bourbon watching the Mystery Science Theater uh, marathon. I still think that was one of your happiest Thanksgiving. It was. It was one of the greatest. Greatest. Just you and Jimmy the Lizard. Yep. Jimmy the Lizard. My roommate's iguana. (laughs) Because they all went home for Thanksgiving. And I was all by myself just watching that. And yes, as soon as Jen got. Isn't that liberating? It was. It was awesome. And as soon as Jen got back. Back to campus from having her you know, her family Thanksgiving, she brought me a plate. Of course, that was on Saturday. <laughs> she did not rush back Thursday evening. I just want everyone to know. That. Oh, I don't remember when I got back. Yeah, it was like Saturday or oh, something oh. like that. So I'd been by myself for like two days. After the first night, it wasn't so charming anymore. Oh. Oh. No, it was actually. It was still <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, my other piece of advice is... When I met you, you weighed, like, what, 145 pounds, and you had waterbed. Yes. And I weighed more than 145 pounds, and my first thought was, I need to get some food into this six-foot-two man who is so thin, mm. because I'm going to displace more water than him, and that is going to be awkward if I ever stay over. So I immediately began to pack some pounds on you, because that was, I thought your insides were fine, but I thought... If I could work on your outsides just a little teeny bit, I'm going to do that. And it worked. Well, it's a good thing you picked up the height dimension in there because I was going to claim that I was only four foot seven, <laughs> and I was jacked at 145 pounds. Right. Okay. I was a monster. Now, you guys, why don't you talk about recreating what you have at home? Okay. What do you think, Lee? Oh, recreating your home? Oh, well, you know, actually, I kind of think we both did because my mother is very discerning she's very opinionated just be careful honey um <laughs> and you know she's gina is all of those things oh <laughs> excuse me <laughs> you are you're very discerning you're very opinionated you're very particular and i mean those that's not saying that that's a bad thing okay honey. you're you not know? getting the nicest look right now i don't <laughs> I you know, guys can't like, see that well, the other night you like, said i was a lot watch your tongue <laughs> remember where i dinner the other night you said i was a lot you and you and you are a lot. What does that mean? You're just a lot. There's a lot to you. You know what I mean? You have a big personality, but okay. I love that about you. Or should Aww. we go Arrested Development with, Gina is my mother. Like, that would cut. <laughs> no, she's not my I mother. have no. no idea. Okay. I don't know what that means. Anyway, does, Gina, what's your advice? Well, does that, okay. I, I got to ask, Lee, does that mean that Gina can throw a spoon a wooden spoon across a room oh, and no. no she's not quite the wooden spoon ninja that my mother was <laughs> <laughs> i haven't really had the she's occasion. never broken anything over me you know that's i thing. that's a whole different <laughs> skill set well last time i was here you had that giant bag of wooden spoons and i thought has lee been misbehaving i <laughs> know <laughs> i just wanted no, to I cook think she bought that to scare me uh, because she knew if I walked in the house and I saw a bag of wooden spoons, <laughs> I might go into like a PTSD episode <laughs> or something like that. Ah. It scared me. <laughs> We're talking about advice now, though, honey. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. Okay. What advice would you have? So, I would say that when you're picking a partner, 
you have to be judicious about what can change and what probably won't change. So a person's character, who they are, um, their, their makeup, um, morals, that's probably not going to change. But if you're just looking at someone's clothing or style, that you can, you can affect a change in that. If they keep a messy apartment. Yeah. I mean, these are things that, that can be helped. Like, so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but, but you need to know what the, the warning signs are. So if someone has, you know, I mean, think twice about someone with a criminal record. Look at someone's family. Examining the family, I think, is, is really another um, strong piece of advice. It all Because it all goes back to family. We recreate our household. So if someone had an extremely dysfunctional family, they might try to recreate that in your relationship, and, and you don't want to do that. You can also look at that. Like Fletch and I looked at what didn't work within our own families and we use that as a goal of what not to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think right. if you're conscious of it, that's here, let's not do this. Let's, let's take everything they did and do the opposite and see if that works out. And so far, 24 years later, it seems to be. I was going to go for the cheap. I didn't recreate my family because they were, but no, it's true that I did not recreate my family. You know, I created the opposite, mm-hmm. you know, because it was, you know, it was not good. And, but if I would also say, if someone's got a, an irrational fear of wooden spoons, <laughs> <laughs> these are things you I need think it's to. very s- rational. Well, yeah, in your case, it is rational. Because we got, you know. But there are, yeah, there are all sorts of things you need to watch out for. Yeah, in my case, I don't think I'm one to give advice because I just kind of stumbled along blindly and got lucky as hell that I met Gina. Well, I think it's your persistence (laughs) that really helped you be in company now. Be in company. I love this in company. I would be concerned if, if... if the prospective partner had a van without windows. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that van does, that have van windows. does have windows. Now, the, the one he's bought since does not have windows, no but windows. I, I knew him when he bought that, so I don't feel yeah. as, as bad. I would feel good about a van with windows and wrapped with a picture. Yeah, no, see, if he'd had that, we would not be dating. Yeah. Right, because of the hose. Because That's a well, issue. The hose are another problem. Right. But, but, no. When you wrap a van with your face on it, like you've seen the pictures. I've seen the pictures, and I was like kind of more. I have, and I still love it. Yeah, it's called, you it's love called it. advertising. Yeah, it's called ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's called. I wouldn't go anywhere near that because you know Lee broke all of my rules in general, and I was not going to break the you have a wrapped van rule because that that was a rule. Well, it would have been a rule. That's a really. She would have created that rule. rule. I would have been like, oh hell no! What like if I had seen that? <laughs> you had rules. Oh, I you had, had a checklist. I had a checklist. I had a checklist that I made with a bunch of my sorority sisters, like years before I ever made you. That was divided into four quadrants. There was must have. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're, you just said years <laughs> before you ever, ever made, made me. You. <laughs> well, that was no, Freudian, and I apologize. You talking about Freudian? <laughs> <laughs> Right, Fletch, I saw your face. I caught that. She's I'm like, the years only before one I ever drinking. made you. Wow. That, <laughs> that old, almost made me spit Maker's Mark bourbon through my nose. Sponsored now by Maker's Mark because I finished the Weller. Oh, Sorry. I found it on top of the fridge. It's, it's, okay, it's before okay. I met There's you, it was in, all around the house. 
It was in four quarters. What I what I <laughs> must have, can't have, would like, can live with. And you hit all of the quadrants on every single thing. Okay, what so, were your what were your? Do you remember what they were? Like I didn't the mind. Ones you could talk about because well, I, I didn't mind if somebody. Um, I, I really wanted somebody. I had to have somebody who had military service because really? that showed me that they were used to being yelled at. That <laughs> 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 so they did not mind being bossed around. Um, okay. I, if, also because you're. Is that also why because my dad was military? Because I had military right. service. Not really. But no, like, you were One of the name. things that I could live with, like I could live with, if somebody was a smoker, like you know what, I can live with this. Um, like if somebody had had you know been arrested, not had a criminal record, but if they had you know if they had gotten like a public intox, spent a night in jail. Everybody at Purdue mm. got public intoxes. Yeah, it's just so it's you like could live with that, but yeah, you weren't was, looking for that. Or if they right. had flunked out of college, I don't or think like you really were, get into manhood if you have it. Right, but I. It, but he hit all of the things in terms of character, and like I said, the only thing was you were just skinny. Oddly enough, I hit most of the can live with, won't mind, and yeah. like, <laughs> like, let me see, he's been in jail, he spent a night in jail, and yeah, all these other things. I think things. the only thing that was on the list that wasn't... You Must didn't, have. You didn't sail. And, you know, we lived in Indiana, so where were you going to sail? Like, I, I wanted somebody who sailed. Like I, I don't know why. Because you want to go on a boat? Is that why? I don't know. What? I don't know. No, Anyways, I don't understand I that. But we're starting no, to ramble. No, wait. I think it's no, no, but well, I just, I'm, the I'm only sorry. thing I hit must have was I want to hear what military. So what did Jen have that you did? You have a list? No. You had no, so no, you, just, you just nope. you just met Jen. You were like, yeah, I got to get me some of that. I was like, this will work. This no, will he work. Had, he had this a lifetime crush on Betty Page, and I had bangs. I that was a thing at the time. And so yeah. that was so. No, it was. You know, when I started, after, like my criteria was, was will be, not unimpressed, <laughs> not unimpressed. Won't when I when I give them the the, uh, company urinalysis NCO story. <laughs> she's not gonna just run away. Okay. And. I had a I had a thing in college for quoting Nietzsche. Okay. And if that doesn't, I think my rule was if I don't scare a girl off, she comes back for a second interview. Okay. Well, and the so, other thing was you had written a short story, and I'm like, oh wow, he's a writer. This is so cool. That is the last thing you ever wrote until you wrote a couple of blurbs in in the stories I would tell true. in bars. Actually, he wrote an article for me. Remember, he subbed for me one oh, time. Oh yeah, that was remember like that was the stories I tell in bars is now available on Amazon and other platforms, Barnes and Noble Nook, and every other ebook <laughs> platform. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I think that this is probably with excerpts by Fletch. With a few, with, with some excerpts by Fletch, where he gets to tell his, where he gets to give the last word. I don't like to brag about myself that much. I, I, I think this is probably <laughs> a good point. I, I think some people need to sober up, and I need to drive some people home. Um, so <laughs> we'll be back with you next week talking about some of our best travel stories, and oh, they oh, are doozies. Um, that. There are golden showers. Not for me. What? No. No, that's for Lee. Yeah. With the monkey. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so just stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. So um, you can visit us. I am at jenlancaster.com. I am ginab.com. Thank you for being with us. Now, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs>